Hey everybody, it's Brandon back here with you at Tea Time Reports with the very next episode of the Tea Time Bets installment. Thank you all so much for joining back with me here on this episode in my quest to make the most money possible through the sports betting and also just diving deeper into my sports fandom and my passion for all things sports while also being a degenerate. That's what we're here for. Let's go, baby. Let's get it. I'm in a little bit better of a mood than I was coming out of last episode you know the weekend didn't really go the way we wanted it to a little up and down sort of the same way throughout this week pretty much sitting at 500 right now throughout this week uh some of the things that i touched up on we're going to be getting into all of that all the results from the last couple of days and also what i really wanted to get into with what i was really looking forward to the most heading into this weekend you got the nfc the afc championship baltimore ravens kansas city chiefs Detroit Lions, San Francisco 49ers did not get any better than this. There's a lot of basketball action, a lot of baseball, not baseball, a lot of soccer action, a lot of hockey going on as well. So we're going to get into all of it. No UFC this weekend, unfortunately. But before I get into anything going on this weekend, let's recap the bets from this week, the last couple of days. Had a little bit of basketball, a little bit of hockey in there. Like I said, a little bit of an up and down. I finished the last couple of days just below 50 right now, 50%. Um, so I'll break it down. The first one, I was really feeling good about this one. This was the Cleveland Cavaliers heading into Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks. The game, the first game after they fired their coach, Adrian Griffin, I was feeling really good about this. The Cavaliers had won eight in a row coming in facing a Bucks team that's still statistically better than them, yes. Still has Giannis, still has Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, but has just really dropped off defensively. I thought the level of defensive um, – the level that Cleveland was playing at defensively paired with the level that they're playing at offensively, winning eight in a row was just going to be too much for a team that just fired their head coach and was trying to figure out what the hell is going on right now before transitioning over to Doc Rivers. That could not have been farther from the case. Um, the game ended up being a little bit closer at the end. Cleveland lost by 10, but they were getting dominated throughout the entire game. Giannis had 35, 18, and 10, dropped a smooth triple-double. Shooting 16 for 24 from the field. Chris Middleton had 24 points. Damian Lillard had 28 points. Then no other person on that Bucks roster had more than nine. That's just a standard performance that you would expect out of a team that's built up like that. But, of course, it just had to be the night that I bet on the Cavs' money line to win. Yes, they were the underdogs, so what was supposed to happen happened. But, you know, I, I broke it down. I just I thought it was going to be just one of, those, one of those games where the Cavs just kept the momentum rolling you know, and made it nine straight, looking to try to get double digits one in a row, but unfortunately it was not the case. Moving on to the next one was the Hawks versus the Warriors, hitting the over for the total that night at 235.5 minus 110. That hit, so that brought me right back to 500, which was a good good sign. I, I, I had a feeling that was going to be just a high-scoring game between two very prolific and high-scoring offenses. You know, you got the Splash Brothers on one side, you got Trey Young, Deontay Murray, and the shooters over on the other side of the ball. And the next one was Luka Doncic getting over one and a half steals and blocks combined at minus 135. That also hit. So those are nice. Those are two nice back-to-back cash-ins to make me feel better about the Cavs losing. Then came right back down to earth, right back to 500 because the Hurricanes and the Bruins did not hit that over total at six and a half that I had. The Bruins just came off like a nine-goal performance against the Canadians. Hurricanes can score at will. I was predicting sort of the sum of the same. There was only like four total goals in that game, so very disappointed on that regards. However, we followed it back up with some good news because Seth Jones 
I said that he was going to get one assist in that game against, I think it was the Kraken for the Chicago Blackhawks that night, and he did indeed. In the first period, I think he assisted on a goal at plus 155. So that was three really good cash-ins throughout the middle of the week, but also met with some red as well from that Cavs loss, that Hurricanes and Bruins won. Um, once again, my Icy Hot Todoroki pick fell through. I'm now 0-2 all-time with my Icy Hot Todoroki pick. Wah, 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 wah. Um, I had Elias Pettersson getting one power play point in that game for the Canucks at plus 165. You know, he had four power play points in his last four games. I was feeling really good about that. Unfortunately, did not happen the way I wanted it to. Um, then let me break down my crazy parlay from that episode as well. I had put together a nice little parlay full of um, a lot of basketball action, and that included a five-leg parlay of, of about with the odds of about plus 3,196. It had Landry Shamit on there, over one and a half, three-point three field goals made. Um, Anthony Simons, over two and a half, three-point field goals made. Cavaliers, money line over Milwaukee. Oklahoma City Thunder, money line over San Antonio Spurs. And the over-under, 235.5 Warriors in Atlanta. You'll like to see that the bets that I tend to put under my bets I love, I'll tend to put in my crazy parlay for the week or just some random parlays I tend to do make. But out of that five-leg parlay, unfortunately, only three of them hit. I can't tell you my success rate with hitting like four out of five or three out of five on my parlays. It's probably like 95%, maybe even 99%. But yeah, the Cavaliers let me down. Landry Shamit let me down. Ferdy Simons had his three threes. The Thunder won. The over total in that in that Warriors Hawk game hit. I just needed Cavs. I needed Shamit to pull through. Unfortunately, they did not pull through. They let me down, man. But we're gonna keep kicking, like I said, heading into the weekend, pretty much even, right back where we were when we picked the week up. So can't get too mad about it. Moving on into this weekend's bets, I'm gonna save all the NFL actions for sort of the end. I'm gonna touch on all the basketball, the soccer, all my hockey action first. Um, so these are gonna. Go right into the bets I love for this week. These are the lines I love. These are the totals I love. Some of the games I love and games I'm going to be betting on heading into this weekend. And not even games, some player prop bets as well. That first one being DeMontis Sabonis. Tonight they are matching up. The, his team, the Sacramento Kings, are matching up against the Dallas Mavericks. And in his line right now, there's a player prop for him to get over one and a half turnovers. This is very random, very sneaky. That's how I like to roll, Okay. This line right now is at minus 184. Very likely that this could happen. He's averaged about three to four turnovers in his last four to five games. And this is someone who, um, by any means, am I not comparing this guy to Nikola Jokic, but he plays the, the forward position. He plays the center position very similar to how Jokic does. He likes to dish the ball a lot. He passes the ball around to players like De'Aaron Fox, around to players like... Keegan Murray, you know, they like to dish the ball out to Malik Monk as well. So this is the type of guy that's going to be dropping like 18 points, 10 rebounds, 7 or 8 assists. So that means he's going to be handling the ball a lot. That means he's going to be passing the ball a lot. I fancy him to at least get two turnovers in this game against the Mavericks tonight, so look out for that. The next one, I'm staying right on that trend with turnovers. Same line as well, over 1.5 turnovers. This includes Keldon Johnson from the Spurs. And this line is a lot better, in my opinion, at plus 112. Now, this guy does not turn the rock over a lot. He doesn't handle the ball a lot as well. However, in his last four home games, he's turned the ball over 
at least three or four times in every single one of those games. And they're playing a really tough, suffocating, and gritty Minnesota Timberwolves team and defense right now. They're going to be pissed off. They just lost first place in the Western Conference. And whether he has um, Carlton Towns, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, they're going to Nas Reed, they're going to have someone menacing and gritty on him at all times. And I would fancy turn to two turnovers from him at least in this day and the night. So keep an eye out for that. I'm making a nice little bet on that as well. Heading into to some soccer action for this weekend. There wasn't really much that caught my eye, but heading over to the La Liga, there is a good matchup on par this weekend. You got Valencia, head on the road, take on Atletico Madrid. I'm taking the total over in this game at 2.5 total goals scored at minus 125. That's not bad at all for a little decent return on only three goals total being scored in this game. Soccer is just like hockey in, in regards as to where, like, in any sport, really, the the scoring, the production, the output keeps increasing. You're seeing a lot more high-scoring soccer games, a lot more high-scoring hockey games. And, not to mention, the last two meetings between these two teams, there's been at least three or more goals scored in both of those outings. So I fancy some of the same here in this one. Then, moving on to some bets I hate outside of the football world heading into this weekend. Then I'm going to get back into the bets I love and hate all things football heading into these NFC and AFC championship matchups, so bear with me. The first one being the Orlando Magic. They're taking on the Phoenix Suns tomorrow on Sunday, uh, January 28th. And the spread in this one, they got the Magic at plus one and a half right now. Any type of basketball game that has a spread of three, four points or less, I tend to stay away of. I stay away from. I, can't, I, don't, I don't like those bets at all, especially in a sport where – you can get three points on any any given basket anytime you come up the floor, you know. And it's the same like a field goal a touchdown, but a field goal and a touchdown isn't occurring as much as in a, a basket being made and attempted every time a team comes up and down the floor, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just my logic, okay? That's that's what I'm going with. That's why I'm a 500 better. You know, take it or leave it, goddammit. I'm a professional. But that's line, that line's sitting right now at minus 110. Look, Phoenix is a really good team. Last time we played them, we lost by... I believe it was like 10 or so points, especially if all three of their big three is going to be playing. We tend to play them pretty good and pretty tight. However, I just I don't think that this is going to be a game that we win, let alone really keep that close. This is, I think this is a game that we lose by like six or seven points. And for it to really not even win you that much money and almost be a dead even line, I'm just as much as that's my team, I'm rooting for them. I, I, I just can't see them losing by only one point you know what i'm saying they're not going to lose by a buzzer beater or whatever other fashion that you can lose by only one point in the next one another basketball matchup this is the indianapolis pacers favored by nine points over the memphis grizzlies right now now i like like i was just saying i don't like touching any spreads in basketball that are within three to four points this one's nine obviously kind of contradicts what i just said but it's not for that reason the reason why i'm staying away from this one is because look the indianapolis pacers they're playing great ball right now. They're a really good team. They traded for Pascal Siakam. They're putting pieces around Tyrese Halliburton like no other. You know, they didn't do this in Atlanta with Trey Young. They haven't done this in other places with their star point guards. And they're starting to do this in Piana, in, Piana, in Indiana now. And we're starting to see the fruits of their label, labor. They just came off a really good win against Phoenix. They came off a really good win against Philadelphia 76ers in back-to-back nights. However, this Grizzlies team, they're playing good ball right now too, man. Even without 
Um, even without John Morant, they just beat the Heat. They just covered their spread in their last few games before that, too, man. And nine points is a lot, especially sitting at minus 110. I still think Indiana wins this game, but nine points is just too much right now. I think that's just rising a little bit too high given the last two performances against Philly and Phoenix for Indiana as to why they're giving so many points. And I think that Vegas is just trying to make some of their money back. So that's why I'm staying away with that. But moving on into the weekend of football, baby. Yes, right. We're finally into it. I'm going to go right back into the bets that I love and that I'm making for this weekend set of games in the NFL and the ones that I'm hating and I'm staying away from by any means necessary. That first one, I'm hammering this one. This one and these first two, I, I love, love, love these bets. They're so low to me, and the lines are dead even to even be this close. It's This is like a God-sent gift, in my opinion. Jameer Gibbs. 47 and a half rushing yards in his line. I'm hammering the over minus 110 right now. Aaron Jones is running all over the place against 49ers this past week. Jameer Gibbs is starting to get more and more involvement week in and week out. He's starting to show more and more explosive ability week in and week out. That play against Antoine Winfield where he just skirted right by him in the middle of the field, made him look like a fool, then just stiff-armed him into the dirt past the end zone. He's a superstar, and they like to do the pin and pull motions with their run. That's exactly what San Fran's weakness is. That's exactly what Detroit's strength is. So look out for that. I would be shocked if Jameer Gibbs did not finish this game with over 47 and a half rushing yards. At minus 110, not bad at all. The next one, I really love this one as well. Odell Beckham Jr., that's right, OBJ himself. Over 20 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined. Only minus 120. You would think that'd be like minus 170, minus 180, only minus 120 for him to get over 20 yards combined rushing and receiving. I'm hammering that one, taking that one right to the bank, which that Jameer Gibbs line as well. Then the ones that I hate, I I, don't, I really don't like the spread in San Francisco's favor. I really don't. I, I One, I, I, I already like Detroit to win this game. I'm taking Detroit money line. I think the Lions will win this game. But even if I didn't, man, seven and a half points, that's a lot of points for San Fran, dude. It really is. In the NFC Championship, I, San Fran's good, but they're not that much better than Detroit on paper, in my opinion. I know the Debo Samuel injury was taken into account, and I think he's ruled healthy. So I think that's what switched it from seven to seven and a half, to be honest with you. And especially with it teetering on that seven and a half spot, man. Like, even if they win this game um, by a touchdown. They don't cover. You know, they can win this game by seven points and they don't cover. And that just scares me. I'm staying away from that. And that just makes me want to hammer Detroit plus seven and a half even more. So especially for minus 110, you're really not going to be rewarded that much for something that's so risky in my opinion. The next one is Patrick Mahomes is over under for his yards. This one, it's definitely not the fact that I don't believe in him and that he can't do it. It's just... Everything around him, man. Right now, his line over under 244.5 yards at minus 115. I, I'm, part of me, if I really had to pick, would be the over. But it's just, it's just so wishy-washy, man, because by no fault of his own, could he easily throw for only 220 yards. Because of how good this defense is and because of how poor his weapons and his supporting cast is shown to be throughout the season. That's why it scares me so much, and that's why I'm staying away from this one. Now, some other bets that I did place with this. I did say I did place a money line bet for Detroit in this one, so I'm riding with them all the way through and through. Then my crazy parlay of the week heading into this um, weekend's matchups. 
I got an Isaiah Likely anytime touchdown. Yes, even with Mark Andrews coming back, I still think Likely has been the superior blanket that Lamar has needed as of late, and they're not going to just fall off with one another. I think they're just going to be a nice little two-headed snake. And I can see Likely sneaking away with another two-catch, one-touchdown performance. And I also added Isaiah Pacheco, so I got an anytime touchdown on both sides of the ball there. Um, I also got Casey plus three-and-a-half on that parlay. Baltimore can still win with that, of course, and cover that spread, but I can see Casey losing this game by a field goal. Then I got Patrick Mahomes alternate passing yards line over 199.5 yards. Then I got that Odell Beckham Jr. line over 20.5 total yards rushing and receiving as well. So that's a nice little crazy parlay of the week. I Honestly, I think I said this about the last one as well, but this is the parlay I've, I'm honestly feeling the best about so far out of my crazy parlays that I've made for this for this series so far, this is sitting at plus 3,000 with that Isaiah Likely anytime touchdown, Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown. I'm riding with the Isaiahs heavily this week. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I misread that. Not Chiefs 3.5 for the game. Chiefs 3.5 first half spread. So, meaning, by the end of the first half, just like the spread works for the entirety of the game, the, um, the Chiefs are either going to be Winning at halftime or losing by three points or less or tied. But whatever it is, that's what I'm going for. That's my crazy parlay of the week. Then moving on to the last part of the episode, my icy hot Todoroki bet of the week. I'm 0 for 2 on this bet, unfortunately. One with the Dalvin Cook and now the one with Elias Pedersen in the power play point. He let me down. So started out with football, went to hockey with it. I'm going back to football with it this week, man. I tried to do a basketball one. I couldn't really find anything. But I, I found one that I, I really like for this week, you know. And this is one that if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be like, damn, I'm a fool for that. Because look at the Ravens defense and look at everything that sort of went against this happening. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have. But that icy hot total rookie bet of the week is Travis Kelsey. Not just any time touchdown. But two touchdowns. Yes, I'm taking Travis Kelsey as a multi-touchdown scorer. Two touchdowns or more in Travis Kelsey in this game for plus 600 is my icy hot Todoroki bet of the week. I'm looking to right the ship and just get in the winning column. Get in the green for this icy hot Todoroki category, man. Because I, I felt good about that Dalvin Cook one. I felt even better about the Elias Pedersen one. And I'm feeling even better. About this Travis Kelsey, not really. I don't want to keep going on that trend because I might be setting myself up for failure. So this might be a little bit of like a reverse psychology type thing. Maybe, yes, no. I don't know, work with me. But that's my Icy Hot Todoroki bet of the week. And that's where I think I can wrap it up for this week's installment. Heading into this weekend for the Tea Time Bets. So about a week into it. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. I'm still trying to get better. Get used to the flow of things. Getting a nice little rhythm, nice little flow. And sort of get it across to everybody in a way that makes sense and is enjoyable and also interactive. So then anyone can join me at their own leisure at winning or losing money at their own risk, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's been a blast so far, man. And a weekend, you know, I'm, a I'm in the red right now, but only, only by a little bit. Only by a little bit. I'm at about 40 45% success rate right now. My parlays have not been hitting, but between my individual bets – Right now, I'm sitting at like 6 or 7 out of about 16. So I'm, I'm sitting pretty nice. So just stick with me. We're going to get better. We're going to be diving into it a lot more. Just please 
make sure you stay tuned because I have some exciting stuff for you guys. We're going to have a special guest, if not on the next episode, the one after that, hopefully. So please make sure you stay tuned from that. This is Brandon with Tea Time Reports. As always, stay awake, take care. I will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.